I'm Amber Peterson, and you're listening to Mamas and Money, Episode 29, Money and My Significant Other, Part 2. Did you know that creating confidence with your money will change your life? My name is Amber Peterson. I'm a mother, licensed financial professional, and a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And if you're ready, let's take this journey together. Okay, everyone. So we're back with Mamas and Money. This is part two with my amazing significant other, my spouse, Zach. He is just awesome. If you were joining us from last week, we started getting into our story, our thoughts and beliefs about money, where it's gotten us to today. But we're going to take a deeper dive into money beliefs, mindset, what we have discovered about how we operate and how we work together to then build to what we want to create. We're going to start with money beliefs and mindset. We're just going to dive right in. If you tuned in last week, then you know that Zach and I have some differing beliefs around money. So how does that work when we're married? <laughs> how do how do we make that work? We make it work because we care about each other. We care about helping each other reach our goals. And we want to make sure that we can be that supportive spouse. But I'm curious, Zach, knowing that we have a little bit differing mindset. I mean, we do come together on quite a few things. Mm-hmm. If someone out there is struggling with meeting together with their spouse and coming together with different money mindsets and beliefs, kind of what advice do you have to give them, especially with what you've learned about how we've worked together? Yeah, I would probably say that the the best thing is to have the courage to talk about it. (laughs) And that's hard because no one likes conflict. It's it's hard to be able to speak, especially to your your spouse or significant other about a topic like money because you don't want to rock the boat. Totally get that. And we've had to have some comfortable conversations. I would call them over our marriage. But at the same time, I think you hit it on the head. It also depends on the state of your relationship. Communication is huge. And mm-hmm. I think it all begins with you know being brave and having an initial conversation. And I would say even ask permission, approach your partner, your spouse and say, hey, can, can we have what may be a difficult conversation about money? And I, we have some important things that we need to, to align ourselves with. And then that gives you the opportunity Granted that they accept, they give that permission to have the conversation or schedule a time to have it. But then once you're there, you know, just be as open and transparent and honest as possible. And I think where there's a, there's that love, that care that for one another, that trust level and that desire to help each other achieve your goals. I think it's a very healthy conversation to have. And we, yeah. again, we've had those. Yeah. And we've really had to be open. And what I love about what you said is not only to have that bravery, that courage, but then being willing to be in a space where you're willing to listen to your spouse, Mm -hmm. you're willing to listen to how they feel and how they think about it and being willing to openly communicate and share, but not have a judgment of what they're going to say, because money can be a very difficult and uncomfortable topic, especially if your beliefs and your mindset around money are different. I think having curiosity Mm -hmm. and saying, okay, well, that's so fascinating that my spouse feels this way about money. I wonder why they feel that way. I wonder if that's something they've always believed, if it's something that we can work on together. Is that something you would want to work on? I think that's another part of it too, is that if people don't want to work on that mindset and you're going in different trajectories, that could be a cause of friction. So that's something then to address as a couple and say, okay, well, that's interesting. Let's talk about it. Let's see if we can work together on it. Yeah. I like that word curiosity too. And I think it's really important that you touched on it because 
that's also a really good tip on how to have a conversation or when you're in the conversation, Mm -hmm. if you hear something that challenges your own mindset or belief system, whether it's about money or anything, but in that space of curiosity and not judgment, you can even say the words, I'm curious, tell me more about that. Whenever you hear something that challenges your beliefs, instead of you getting defensive and starting to prepare your counter argument, go the other way and say, I'm curious, tell me more about that and keep saying those words. Tell me more about that. What do you mean by that? And keep saying it until until you guess understand the perspective of who you're speaking with. But in this case, you're certainly your partner, your spouse. Yeah. And I think underlying is that we all have a common goal that we want to do well. We want to thrive. We want to create what we want in our lives. But we do come with what we've been taught about money from parents, from leaders and teachers and all of those that were helping us grow up and helping us come together. So we're taking on a lot of that for me to understand for you, Zach, what that money means to you and what you think about money then helps me understand, okay, well then how can we work on this together? Is this something that's going to hinder us or help us? Like what can we do to make sure it all works and to once again, not be judgmental because so much of those beliefs come from what we've been taught all of our lives. It seems like, okay, this is the way money is. And so if someone else comes into the relationship and says, well, this is what I think money is, then it's an opportunity then to explore and to be able to build on that together. Yeah. wanted to go into this concept because I think this is really important to know in relationships is there's usually a spender in the relationship and there's usually a saver. You might be some of both, <laughs> but predominantly you're either a spender or a saver. And usually in a relationship, one is a spender, one's a saver. We usually don't have two savers and two spenders, um, although that can occur. I was even talking to you about this the other day and I said, well, I think you're predominantly the spender in our marriage and I'm predominantly the saver (laughs) in our marriage. And that even of itself has helped us learn, even in budgeting and different things, how do we make it a situation where we both can thrive and not one or the other is getting more of what they want. And, And the reason why I say that is because if I saved the whole time, and didn't allow for any extra spending, that might make me feel better. (laughs) But I think it would make you pretty miserable because you're feeling like, okay, well, I'm not getting to do anything that I want to do. And I feel like I've been saving everything. It feels really tight. I'm not living the life I want to live. And same way for you, if you're spending all the time, it might be great in the moment. (laughs) We might have an awesome time right now, but then, you know, come tomorrow, come next week, come next month, next year, we might be like, oh, we're running out of money. We don't know what to do. And that could be a little nerve wracking as well. So I wanted to bring up a couple definitions, but I would love to, to know Zach, kind of your perspective on that as well. I definitely agree. (laughs) I mean, I would, (laughs) let me backtrack a little. I think we're each spenders on, you know, things that we each like. Yes. So, I mm-hmm. mean, I, I think we have we have some things that we each enjoy doing or things we enjoy purchasing, right? And so I think we're we're each our own spenders in our, in our own little personal way. <laughs> and but I think you're right. I think predominantly, I let's live for the moment. Mm-hmm. Let's just spend the money. We're we're only you know this age once. Where our kids are only going to be with us for a certain period of time and. And granted, that's that's the other thing I wanted to say too. It's not like we're it's not like when we spend money we're I I don't think you and I are extravagant in our purchases, but I do mm-hmm. think that we're willing to spend money, especially on like things that can lead to experiences and memories. Mm-hmm. I mean, travel travel is something that I'm very grateful that you and I uh, have this in common that we enjoy travel. 
and we enjoy traveling with each other, just you and I. We enjoy traveling mm-hmm. with our children. We enjoy traveling with family and with, with some close friends. Those are the things I think those have definitely been worth it. But to your point as well, we've also taken a trip, for example, that we continue to pay for over the course of the following year. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we've been there too. We, and, 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 and that doesn't feel very good in the moment when you're when another financial need comes up, car breaks mm-hmm. down. You just never know what can be around the corner. So it is definitely important to to have a habit to save money. Yeah. And I think it actually both are needed. I really do think in a relationship, I think there's got to be an element of saving and an element of spending. And I put up these definitions because I think it kind of helps us understand the pros of each one that a saver is in short, a person who thinks ahead to the future. While they can live and enjoy the moment when it comes to money, they're always thinking about how they can stretch it to last as long as possible. An excellent way to describe them is that they're always looking towards the horizon. And then as spender, on the opposite ends of the spectrum, we have spenders. Unlike savers, they are more concerned about living in the moment, just like you were saying, not necessarily planning for the future. And spenders value what's happening now or what's going to happen tomorrow. But I think what is so great is each have their own qualities and their virtues and their positives. And when you can put those together and make sure that each one is being able to thrive then you can really have that cohesive relationship as well. Yeah. So I have a I have a wrinkle question. I'm going to throw a okay. wrinkle into this a little <laughs> bit. You and I know people who have different thoughts from us, different th- thoughts from others about going into debt. Mm-hmm. So what you spend your money on and, and what is worth going into debt over versus what um, you should simply save up and then don't spend it until you have it saved. What's your, I, I'm curious to hear your take more about when is it appropriate? When is it okay to go into debt? Or if you can't necessarily say that, but what are some things that you've heard that are helpful <laughs> when it comes to considering whether or not to go into debt over a certain purchase? Yeah, that's a great question. And actually, I love that you asked that because I've also been listening to a lot of different things lately all about money. And so I'm going to get into that in a second. But I think too, it really comes down to deciding as a couple, mm-hmm. what's important to us? What do we place our value on? What do we feel like is going to enhance our lives and give us the lifestyle and life that we want? And the great thing is, is anyone can decide what they want for their lives. So you might have a couple out there that says, hey, look, we feel like our best life is paying off all of our debt right now and not, let's say, going on trips. They might say, hey, I feel more comfortable. We feel really good about paying off our debt, finding ways to maybe still have experiences, but don't really cost any money. And that feels really good to our family. Awesome. If they're getting the results that they want, go for it 100%. Now you might have someone on the other side that says, hey, look, we have a value of saying we want to have experiences for our family right now. We want to have these things going forward. And they're saying, hey, well, we're willing to go into a little bit of debt to make that happen. Like you said, you know, our kids are only this age once, we're only this age once, we want to really experience things. But the one caution I have, and this is what I've been learning a lot, especially over the last few days is, are we taking away from the future we want to have by going in debt today? Are we spending from our future? Will our future selves, whether that's a week from now, a month or now, a year from now, 10 years from now, will they be grateful for the purchase we made today or will it take away from their experience later on? And I know sometimes it's really hard to think of like ourselves today and our future selves tomorrow. If we're five years down the line 
and our future selves are like, man, I really wish we hadn't <laughs> spent that money because we're still paying on it today. Then we have to really decide, is that really what we want to purchase today? However, if we can see ourselves five years from now been like, I am so grateful we spent that money and had that memory or whatever we spent our money on. And I'm so glad. And I would have, if I could have gone back five years, I would have done it again. Then we know it's something that's worthwhile for our lives. And I'm going to give an example of what that, what yes, like, do. They, ourselves are thinking mm -hmm. our past selves from seven years ago, I think purchasing our home. Yeah. Uh, I because we had gone, we had to short sell our house after I lost that job I was talking about last week during that difficult period of time. And we were kind of in and out of, we were renting homes, we were in and out of living with family. And anyway, but I, there were a lot, I remember you and I had a lot of conversations about whether or not it made sense to purchase a home or not, um, yeah. or do we just continue to rent? And I remember for a time I was in the, I'm in a rent camp. I don't want to take on a significant <laughs> amount of debt. That would be a burden to me for decades to come. But then I remember too, we eventually got to the point where we're like, you know what? We really value our space and our privacy and we did want to own again. And mm -hmm. it, it was coming off of the last Great Recession during 2014, 2015. The housing market was not very hot. I remember there were a lot of homes for sale and mm -hmm. the home builder that we ended up meeting with who built our home for us. I mean, they were really looking for for customers. I remember the they owner were. sat down with us and you had like these really cool design ideas for our home. And he was like, yeah, we can do that. You know, I mean, he was super <laughs> flexible and easy to work with. And we ended up obviously taking on a mortgage. But given what's happened just in the last couple of years to the housing market and how much rent has gone up and how much, you know, housing and property values and the cost of those things have gone up and just the value of our house itself, because we've gotten it appraised a couple of times since we purchased it seven years ago. I'm forever grateful that we decided to take on that debt to, to purchase our home because it's provided us with and our, our children with just a stable and very comfortable place to live for these last seven years. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a perfect example where we now today are saying thank you so much past us for making that purchase, for being willing to have the foresight and the fortitude and even the faith, I would say, to go into that because now we're the beneficiaries of that today. Absolutely. I think it comes down to that if we have certain goals and things in our lives, if we have certain things we want to accomplish and certain things we want to have, we came to the conclusion that, yeah, you know what? We want the space. We want to have a place to call our own. We want to have a home. And we work towards that goal. Then it helped us create the life we have now. And I think a lot of that has to do with being aligned in what we want to create. Now, it doesn't mean that all of our goals are going to be the exact same. For example, this last year you said, hey, I have a goal or at least something on my bucket list. I'd really love to go to my first NFL game. And I was like, that's great. You know, that's never been a goal of mine <laughs> to do that. But I thought, oh my gosh, he has something he wants to create in his life that's going to bring value to him. Let's work towards that. And I have other goals. I want to do more mindset work. I want to go to classes. I want to go be around people who have these mindsets that I want to adopt. And so that's kind of where I want to spend some of my resources and our resources to accomplish those goals. And so the alignment doesn't necessarily mean that we have to have the exact same goals, 
but we're in alignment to help each other thrive and succeed and our family succeed. That's going to be a key too, is that we're going to have certain goals that we want to do together, like own a home, because we know that's going to benefit us in our lives. And that's what we want to create. But then also, what can we do to balance each other, help each other out to get to each other's goals as well? And that's how we're all really going to thrive. And I do think that each of us have strengths and weaknesses when it comes to money. And you'll find that out, especially as you're going over your money mindsets, your beliefs, what you think about money. Those can come together to create the life you want. How do we align what isn't working together and maybe some tips of what we've done personally with our own money to kind of help us be a more cohesive unit? Because that can also help others listening to this call. What do you think, Zach, we've done to kind of align things that are very different from each other, but we want to come together on to move forward? I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. I think when we each know what each other's goals are, just making them known is the first step, mm-hmm. right? That open, transparent communication, just letting your your partner or your spouse know, hey, this is important to me. This is a priority or this is something that I've kind of dreamed of having. And it's cool because then when you can help your spouse or partner kind of check off that thing, you know, because yeah. in your example, we were able to do both of those things. Yeah. Me and we went to Arizona and got to go to our, my first NFL game. You were right there beside me and And then last summer, we invested in some formal professional education so that you could continue this journey that you're on um, Mm -hmm. towards, you know, your certification for for life coaching. And so we were able to do both. And that's what was cool is we didn't hold each of our things close to our chest and say, it's me versus you. No, it was just more like, okay, thank you for sharing that with me. Now what can Mm -hmm. we do to help each other? Again, so it's about being brave. It's about being transparent. It's about having those conversations perhaps asking permission first to have the conversation and then, you know, having it write down what your goals are and you can see where, mm-hmm. where they align and see where the common ones are. And when there are not, you can still support each other in what you want to accomplish. Yeah. There's, there's a little bit of a, a give and take uh, involved for sure. Absolutely. And also not being judgmental of each other's goals, I think is really important. That curiosity, mm-hmm. once again, too, because if you came to me and said, hey, I really would love to go to see my favorite team in the NFL play. And I'm like, why in the world would you want to do that? That's a terrible goal. <laughs> you know, what I mean, not like I would ever say that. But if we judge each other's goals of what we want to do, or even say, well, I don't want to spend our money on that. That's ridiculous. That is going to erode what you can accomplish, not only with money, but in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And so just like we need to be open and curious about why do you believe that way? Why do you think that about money? Be like, okay, that's a goal that you have. Tell me more about it. What excites you about that goal? Why would you love to do that in your life? When we see that spark and that growth and that wanting to accomplish something, I think should be celebrated. That's pretty amazing that you have something that you want to do that you feel like can make and stretch you as a person and and create what you want. I wanted to talk a little bit about win-win for everybody there. And I think we've kind of covered that a little bit about how we want to help each other win. But what have we done specifically to help our money come together and help us work together as a couple. And I'd say, first of all, when we first got married, we made our accounts basically all into one. I mean, we have different accounts, but we're all shared accounts. So we're on, we're both on our accounts. And I think the reason why that's helped so much is because it helped us come together in our purchases. It's helped us come together in 
seeing what each other are doing as far as money. And then it also spurs <laughs> money conversations being like, Hey, you know, I saw this purchase. I'd really love to talk to you about it. And so, but tell me your, your thoughts on that, Zach. Yeah, I think that's super important because I think when you, and again, this is just my thought, our thought about this particular uh, point, but I think having joint accounts is helpful because we have joint financial goals. We're living a joint financial life. And when you have separate accounts, I think it just inherently becomes individualized and Mm -hmm. your priorities and your desires, everything that, that you spend your money on becomes more individualized, more internal. I think it can lead to more of that kind of the judgment and feeling possessive and feeling that possession for their bank accounts. I think having those accounts, like joint accounts, like you say, is healthy, again, because it's all about being open, honest, transparent with each other. Mm -hmm. Uh, I remember early on in our marriage, (laughs) you and I were like, okay, if you're going to spend more than $20, just give me a heads up before, you know, like, (laughs) we were were pretty cool with each of us kind of like taking money and going out and buying something. But it was like, okay, if it's more than $20, let's just clear it with each other first. And anyway, that I think, you know, as simple as that sounds, and we kind of laugh about it now, we've followed a similar pattern. Now the amount is, is higher today than it was when we were first yes, married. Yes, for sure. Right? I think it still comes back to wanting the best for your spouse, your partner. You want them to be happy. You trust them and you're going in the same direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. And having that openness and saying, okay, let's just talk about it. You know, not saying you can't do what you want to do, but let's talk about it. Then brings you more together as a cohesive unit and saying, okay, is this aligning with what we want to create down the road and for our future? That communication about what we're spending our money on, especially if it's over a certain amount. It's been nice as we've been more abundant with money as we've gone forward. It's nice to be like, hey, if you want to go spend this amount, that's okay. We don't necessarily have to check in, but if it gets to this amount, let's just check in, just make sure that works and utilizing our strengths together. I tend to work on the budget a little bit more. I keep the books, keep the numbers. So that's more of my strength. So your strength is saying, hey, what can we do to create the experiences we want now and not just always push it off to the future? You want to say, hey, what can we create now that's really going to help us have what we want now as well as the future? Did you have something to add to that, hun? I was just going to say, I'm going to try to practice what I preach. Now, if any of your listeners or anyone tuning in have separate accounts, <laughs> you know, and, and that works well for them and their their partner, their spouse, I would be super curious to learn more about it and to understand mm-hmm. what those pros are. Because I think we're approaching it from a perspective of we've never done it, so we probably don't understand it yeah. because we haven't practiced it before. So if anybody out there, you do keep separate accounts, absolutely no judgment. We are definitely curious yes. in your relationship and like, how do you make that work? Because there may be some things we can learn. Yeah. And that's the thing is that we're sharing our experiences that what we have found have worked for us and has built what we built today and is going to be the foundation really of what we build tomorrow. But yeah, we're super curious if you have done it differently and it's working for you. That's great. And I think that's what we teach here too, is the reason why we talk so much about money mindset and money beliefs and all of those things is because we want you to create the life you want. So if you're getting the results you want from the actions you're taking, from the things you're thinking, from all of that, then that's wonderful. 
But if you want to build to something else that you haven't created before, if you want to build and be more abundant, we want to help you get there as well. So good. Bring up this quote that I found that I think is so good. And it says, money is an opportunity to come together as a couple. When couples work together, they can accomplish anything. And not just in money, that open communication, willing to trust one another, that willingness to build a life and a relationship together, you really can accomplish anything you want. So even if you're at a space right now where you're like, yeah, money is really a touchy subject for us. We always get mad in money conversations or whatever it may be. If you're willing to come together as a couple and work on that, you can accomplish that. You can have those difficult conversations. You can have the differences in money and still make it work and still build to what you want to create. I'm curious of your thoughts, Zach. Do you have kind of things you want to add to that? Uh, amen. <laughs> awesome. I love it. We'll love to have you back, of course, Zach, because you're amazing and I love you so much. So thank you for coming on the program. If you guys have questions about money or how to do money as a couple and how you marry your beliefs with your spouses. And if it's different in your beliefs and money mindset, we'd love to talk about that. I'd love to have you bring that to me and we can talk about that together. Thank you so much for joining us today and come back next week. We'd love to see you and talk a little bit more about money and how that's going to make a difference in your life and create the life that you want to have. And if you're finding this podcast helpful, but you want to go to the next level in creating confidence with your money, head on over to amberpetersoncoaching.net forward slash courses. There we're going to help you create confidence in your money. And what does confidence do? It's going to help you make those decisions you need to make about your money and feel good about those decisions. It's going to help you generate more abundance and more income where we can look at what is your money mindset creating for you? And is that something that's serving you? Or do you want to create something more? I look forward to seeing you there and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for joining me today. Please let me know if you have any questions or ideas of things you want to learn about in upcoming podcast episodes. You can reach me by email at amberpetersoncoaching at gmail.com. And if you find this podcast to be beneficial and is supporting you in your goals, please leave a review. That way others can find this podcast as well. I appreciate you and look forward to taking this journey together.